It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rams Nation, welcome back. This is episode, well, we don't really know because it doesn't matter. We are having the best offseason ever, and we're doing a crossover episode with Bear Mata from Locked On Rams. Bear, how you doing? James, man, look at this. I'm on as a guest with Rams Podcast. Feels pretty cool. Uh, glad we're getting time to chat about this today, and there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. Uh, just when we thought Odell and Gronk were all the talk, uh, Rams flipped it on us and made a big trade for Brandon Cooks today. That's right, and I have to apologize with all my excitement. I spelled Brandon Cooks wrong probably 10 times today trying to just type it out and use an autocorrect, and when I was watching it on SportsCenter, I was like, you know, I wasn't spelling it the same way. So uh, in the the need for getting stuff out on Twitter fast, you know, some people will have some misspelling once in a while, but I'll, I'll learn. No, I'll no, did, any, I'll know. did anyone uh, at, at you and call you out? Nobody had me, thank goodness. I think they were more concerned about a response to to the news here. We've had we've had so much feedback on social media, on Rams Podcast Instagram. There's about uh, 19 comments right now. I want to get into the social feedback a little bit later on Twitter. I know you're all over it on Lockdown Rams, and and of course at Rams Podcast, we we're jumping on it too. I saw you released a survey uh, on Lockdown Rams. Yeah, we put, I put up a survey really quick once the trade was released just to kind of get general thoughts because you texted me and asked me how I felt, and I, I just really didn't know at that point. So I wanted to kind of get a, a take on Rams Nation since everyone seemed to have an opinion going out. So far, I mean, we're only a few hours into the poll, but uh, we've got about 100 votes here. And the leading vote is love it, got our number one wide receiver. Behind that is bad trade, not worth the 23rd pick. <laughs> so, and then, <laughs> and then thir- coming in third place is not sure what to think, which is kind of where I was at when I put this up. And 11% said wish we had paid more and got Odell Beckham. I think this is going to trend up closer more to like love it, we got our number one wide receiver. It's just kind of, I think because it came so far out of left field, a name we weren't even talking about, a guy that you know was just traded a year ago. Uh, for some mm-hmm. for a first round pick to go up to New England, two trades in two years, you know, tends to beg some questions. We saw him in the Super Bowl go out with an injury, with a big concussion, the big hit that we saw that Super Bowl, and he didn't have that wow factor of a year with Tom Brady. Uh, but he definitely put up some numbers. Yeah, he absolutely did. And a lot of the comments I was seeing immediately was, you know, stuff in regards to, is this one replacing Watkins? And two, um, you know, is this uh, as good as Odell Beckham? And, you know, I, I think I think a lot of the negativity that I was seeing immediately was the fact that it wasn't somebody like Odell Beckham Jr., of course. But, you know, in, in the Watkins equation, I did put up something on Twitter stating or showing both of, of their stats from last year. Uh, Watkins had 39 receptions 593 yards and eight touchdowns cooks 65 receptions 1082 yards and seven touchdowns so eerily similar and almost double the yards <laughs> uh so um you know replacement for Watkins mathematically I don't it's hard to say because I think Watkins would have had a different year this year anyway uh but yeah it's, right now it's kind of up in the air yeah I mean and if you're looking at what he's done in his career I mean he's a four-year guy since he's come out of college in the last three years he's gone over a thousand yards and scored at least seven touchdowns in the past three years mm-hmm. uh the only other current wide receiver to do that Antonio Brown so I mean he's out there still making plays he may nice. not you know, being that double-digit touchdown catch range yet, or getting the 100 receptions a year category yet, but 
Um, his consistency, no matter where he's been, obviously he's played with the likes of Drew Brees and Tom Brady. He's had two of the top five quarterbacks in the league so far. Um, him getting used to Jared Goff, we'll see how that transition goes. But like some of us have seen online, is that he shares the same agent as Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. Even did some workouts this offseason throwing with Goff. So there is some early familiarity there with those two. Um, already kind of building a chemistry, which I think is going to be huge. And then just the, the Sean McVay effect, you know, putting in into his system and being able to use that vertical deep threat. We saw Sammy Watkins and Goff just couldn't get on the same page with that deep ball last year. They connected on one or two of them, um, but more likely just because of, you know, great plays, either a massive throw or, you know, Sammy Watkins adjusting to the ball and catching one over his shoulder early in the year. But this allows, uh, you know, that deep ball threat to go down, go down the field that range and then, you know, allow Woods and Cup to continue to work under the middle. And Brandon Cooks is a much better route runner than Sammy Watkins. He's got the speed, um, and he can and he can get to the end zone. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you mentioned um, them sharing the same agent with Goff and Cup because we all know about Goff and Cup's uh, chemistry, and I think this is going to be another one of those factors. You mentioned the McVay effect and those quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, that he's played with. Well, also, you know, you think about our team last year. Technically, we're probably one of the best offenses in the league too. So now he's coming into that equation as well. So excited to see what he's going to be able to to bring. And you know, I really liked your your analysis on where he's going to fit chemistry wise on this offense and kind of back to what you said in the beginning of the show about Gronkowski and uh you know that rumor uh you know earlier in the week about him potentially coming over to the Rams well I don't know who you would rather have him or Cooks but uh stat wise I was looking at their receiving stats last year and they're also very similar statistically I was kind of wondering who was Brady's number one receiver uh, technically it was Gronkowski he had 69 receptions um, 1,084 yards, eight touchdowns, and 18 20-plus yard catches. Cooks, 65 receptions, um, 1,082 yards, so two less, and seven touchdowns, and then 18 as well, 20-plus yard receptions. So this guy gets down the field, and he was one of Tom Brady's favorite receivers last year. Yeah, and I think if the Odell Beckham talk wasn't happening, I think Rams Nation would be 10 times more happier about this. But I think when you kind of had the – elite level and I think Brandon Cooks falls right underneath that that top tier of elite receivers I think he's in that second and maybe in in that you know bottom half of the second tier and I, I may be wrong in that as well but my opinion there but I think the the general excitement was you know we're getting maybe one of the top three wide receivers in the game and to kind of come and give up a first round pick to get Brandon Cooks who maybe doesn't have the size or you know, that crazy blow-away speed of that top-tier one guy, um, I think was kind of what made everyone a little uneasy about it. And then, in general, giving up that number one pick. We talked about this yesterday on Locked On Rams on our Tuesday edition about, you know, what would we do with that pick? And it's funny, I, I put up uh, another poll on Locked On that didn't even make it to its expiration before an option that wasn't even available happened. You know, we did, what are we going <laughs> to do at number 23? And we said... Uh, trade for Gronk, trade for Odell, pick at 23, or trade down and get more picks. Unfortunately, I didn't give an option for pick for a random wide receiver that we didn't have no clue about yet. Um, and that ended up being you know, what, what the option would have been. So you know, a lot has happened really fast here at Rams Nation. I think everyone's just got to digest it a little bit. But your thoughts on now generally we just lost the number 23 pick. And I don't want to say lost because we've gained you know, a you know, 
day one starter at the wide receiver position. But thoughts on, on number 23 and not being there to draft anymore? Well, it is kind of disappointing, but I think uh, if I were to wait what we lost versus what we're getting and the potential behind Cooks, I'm pretty happy about it. I do know that Sean McVay and Bill Belichick were speaking at the coaches' conference yesterday, and you know they. Uh, I hear from Adam Scheffner on ESPN that they were, you know, having this conversation, and now New England, I think, is getting two first-round picks and two second-round picks in total. So, you know, some are speculating that potentially the Patriots could be maybe going after Odell or or trying to trade up and something like that. So, uh, I think there's there's going to be more happening on that side. But as far as um, the answer to your question, you know, I'm pretty. It was it's kind of it was kind of tough to swallow, but at the same time, I'm pretty I'm kind of jacked on Cooks. Yeah, I'm jacked on Cooks too, and I think another thing that was kind of just overlooked a little bit because all the hype with the players and giving up the first round is we also swung and got our sixth-round pick converted into a fourth-round pick, in a sense. We've been collecting these sixth-round picks like crazy. Uh, We traded one away to get a fourth-round back. And if you look at the Rams' draft as of how we've used these picks, think of it this way. I saw someone tweet this, and I loved it. Rams' draft so far in 2008, first-round pick, we pick up Cooks, right? He's the fill-in there. We've got a third round, which will be our first pick. We took a fourth round pick to get Peters, so he ends up being a fourth round pick. And then we've got three-fourths, our one-fifth, which we ended up trading to go get Talib. And then now we've got three-sixes. So before the draft started, we've gotten Cooks, Peters, Talib, and we've got <laughs> seven picks left in the draft. And I know yeah. it's one-three and three-fourths and three-sixths, but... Let's take a look back into the Rams draft in the last couple of years. Um, and we've picked up in the third and fourth rounds, Cup, Johnson, Reynolds, and Ibukum. So uh, Rams have done great drafting in the third and fourth round in the past couple of years. So to have three picks uh, in the fourth round, one in the third, and three in the sixth, I think we're going to still find some some decent players there. And who knows what we end up packaging if we try to slide back into the uh, second round or package a couple force and move up into the third who knows but um, they've got a good job of of picking up talent in the draft and finding talent late in the draft so to give up our first round it, yep. it hurts but to know that we got a day one starter like brandon cooks who can you know put up a thousand yards and seven touchdowns he's done it three years in a row um, the potential to kind of step in with this number one offense is really exciting The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. 
The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. It really is. And, you know, some of the other negative feedback I'm saying is when people are kind of freaking out about the linebacker situation. But, you know, keep in mind, there's just like you stated, we're getting a better deal uh, long term with the business that we're doing. And there's far more linebacker potential in the draft than there is like a wide receiver for somebody like Brandon Cooks. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And these guys know what they're doing. I think Wes Need and, and Trust and McVay, like we already said, um, I'm pretty excited to see how this draft's going to go. Yeah, it hasn't been a dull moment so far with with the Rams. I mean, it gives us plenty to talk about. Just think in the last 40 days, they've picked up Peters, Tlaib, Dominican Sue, and Brandon Cooks. I mean, every time there's a new player doing his <laughs> press conference, we're signing another player and we're getting hyped about. So um, when it was Peters and Tlaib doing their press conference, there was talks about Sue. Sue lands. Uh, he actually literally lands in LA today. Um, and now he's heading to his press conference for uh, tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, and now we've signed Brandon Cooks. So uh, keep an eye out for when we get Brandon Cooks to come in and get his press conference, see who else we're going to be picking up. And if anybody's paying attention to the amount of money we have left to pay people, Cooks will be will make $8.5 million in 2018 on the fifth-year option. So, uh, you know, we're, we're running out of change here, Bear. Yeah, I think I think that's another thing that makes everyone a little worried is that uh, we did this last year with Sammy Watkins. You know, we traded for a 24-year-old with one year left on the deal, and then couldn't get a deal done and wasted a second-round pick on him, and it got you know us nowhere a year later. And this time, we're spending a first-round pick on a guy that his contracts come to expire, and we got to get get a deal done again. It goes loops back into that conversation with his agent and Goff and Cup and everyone living in this happy world out here in LA, and um, you know. Cook's return to California. He's from Stockton. Um, so hoping that we can find a way to get him done. And if you want to look at it, everyone was talking about o- Odell Beckham. I mean, Odell Beckham was going to be 18 to $20 million a year. Uh, Cook's probably we can get him down in the 12 to $15 million range, depending on how big of a season he has. Or if we can get a deal done before the season starts, work that extension. But next year, the Rams have so much money to work with. It's not an issue. I mean, if we were thinking about trying to make it work and fit with Odell, we're going to be able to make it fit and work with Cooks. The question is, is Cooks the guy that we want to spend the money on? I guess we'll find out in due time. Yeah, we're taking our chance on that. And, you know, everybody's worried about that last piece on the defense that we need to fill. And all the mock drafts that I'm seeing as we get closer to this, you know, we're constantly getting uh, pass rushers and, and linebackers in there. So there's there's plenty to be to be uh, received in the draft. And we know that these guys are good at, at picking in the late round. Uh, Bear, I know you saw on social media today that Ndamuk and Sue said that there's going to be something in the next 40 hours, it's going to be very exciting. Do you think that he knew this was going down, or...? I think he was honestly just hyping his own, uh, his own arrival to L.A. Uh, <laughs> he, he landed uh, this morning, and he's going to have his press conference Wednesday morning. I think with uh, you know, Rams 
TV crews following him everywhere and the behind the grind episode three around the corner. I, I want, I think he was just hyping his own arrival, but we'll see, um, you know, in due time, if he knew a little bit more about this or if there's even more exciting things to come. Um, but yeah, I saw that too. I thought it was pretty interesting and we'll see what he's truly talking about, I guess here any day now. So, Bear, another thing about the Rams is this actually marks the third time in a span of eight months that the Rams have traded for a player at the end of his rookie contract. Of course, Sammy Watkins, Marcus Peters, and now Cooks. The first two cost second-round picks. This one is a first, and clearly the Rams are, you know, I think that this is going to be a long-term deal for them. And comparing him to replacing Watkins, uh, when he played for the Patriots, he was kind of all over the place, but most of the time in his best receptions, he lined up as the extra receiver so that's the same as sammy if anybody's wondering and cooks is obviously a little bit faster he got double the yards um but yeah well it's 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 going to be costly for us so yeah and i think part of that being costly is just it goes into how much the rams are continued to put more and more efforts and support behind Corey littleton and ebukum as linebackers you know a lot of people say what are we doing at linebacker what are we doing at linebacker and those two guys are sitting there being like hey we were on the team last year and we filled in uh, in injuries and through special teams and made some performances in the um, playoff game and had some big plays there as well. So I think those guys are ready to step it up a level and take on a little bit more of a role. Obviously, we still have Connor Barwin out there uh, potentially to resign. And then don't forget, we, you know, we signed uh, Rakeem Wilson from the Chiefs as a linebacker to step in and get some uh, snaps for us there. So I don't think we're hurting as much as... Uh, we think at linebacker. Uh, I know we were still looking for that big name, but when you've got AD and Sue up front, Peters and Tlaib on the outside, Joiner in the back, uh, we we joked about this earlier when we started to get all these additions, but you could line me and you up at linebacker and we'd be a pretty solid top five defense. So not too worried. I think Corey Littleton and Ibukum are going to be huge there. Uh, we'll see what we add in the draft at that position. And the way we've been wheeling and dealing, who knows? Who knows who we're going to go out and get next to fill a, uh, fill a spot on this team. So as we mentioned earlier, you know, this whole Odell Beckham thing, part of the hype, part of getting, you know, I don't know how many Instagram photos I saw with Odell Beckham with a Rams jersey. So they've got to switch <laughs> that. It's got to be back to a Giants jersey and maybe in due time, depending on, you know, some of these reports that are coming out. Obviously, New England has now has four picks in the first two rounds if they're going to try to go make a run at them. I don't see that truly happening for Odell just because uh, those two personalities don't seem to match the Bill Belichick way. I know Gronk doesn't really match that, but he's, he seemed to form in pretty well when it comes to football. Um, you know, who next can step up and, and make a run at Odell? Or do you think the Giants, um, you know, the Rams were just using the Giants as a ploy to get a better deal? from New England or, you know, where do the Giants go next with Odell? Do they have to pay him? You know, I think Odell's going to bounce, and I think that he, there's potential within our division on where he could fit. You know, I did mention earlier that, you know, New England might be trying to, to make a move for him, and I don't think that's impossible. But, um, you know, I, I just think there's there's too much between him and the Giants at this point, and everything that's happened with the conversation of him going to the Rams to just kind of, you know, burn that bridge a bit. But I think there's room for him up in San Francisco, you know, up north. Uh, you know, they got Jimmy G. He's going to be a great quarterback. They just added Richard Sherman uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And like I keep saying, they're biting at our heels. They're going to be a, a bigger threat in the division this year. They just need that deep threat down the field for somebody like Odell. He's going to make a, a move across the country, and I think he'd fit well, fit well on that team. 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, Brian Peacock, who does Locked On 49ers, actually put up a tweet not too long ago talking about how the Niners can really fit into this Brandon Cook trade scenario and and with the Patriots. And basically what, what he was saying is after the Brandon Cooks trade, the Patriots, again, as we just mentioned, have those first two rounders, the 23 and 31. Um, and according to the trade chart, which is, is a real thing where they, they value picks at different positions and then give it a point total, uh, those two first-round picks that the Patriots have total uh, uh, 1,360 points, which would match up perfectly with the 49ers' ninth pick, which is 1,350 points, according to that trade chart. So what they're thinking is maybe the, nine, the Patriots are just beginning this trading roulette to move further up in the draft into maybe that ninth pick and are going after a quarterback. There's been a lot of talks that, mm. you know, when they got Jimmy G a couple years ago, um, it was supposed to be to back up Tom Brady and be the eventual guy. I think as Tom Brady continued to be a robot and perform at a high level at 40-something years old, they're like, well, crap, Jimmy <laughs> G's not going to get the playing time. This guy's getting better. Let's trade him. I think, I think they were forced to trade him earlier than they wanted to. But now it's, you know, realistic. Okay, we got to start that process over of getting that guy that's going to back you up, that you could mentor for two years, that you could hand the keys over to. Uh, there's a lot of guys at the top of this draft, four or five quarterbacks that have been talked about. Um, you know, that's been a topic of New England and quarterbacks for a while. So maybe they combo with the Niners and try to move up and get that, um, you know, that ninth pick and, and go that route. But you're right. Um, the Niners have that ninth pick. I just don't see them giving that up for Odell Beckham uh, and on top of giving much more than that. And I think that's the, that's the sticking point with the Giants. I think they're looking for too much at this point for that elite wide receiver. And as we talked earlier in this, um, in this episode and many others, it's tough to want to give so much money to that position just because of uh, injury, uh, you know, your speed decreases, people start double teaming you. There's so many factors. Mm -hmm. You need a good quarterback to get the ball. There's, you know, Odell's had injury problems in the past coming off of an injury. Um, risking that high-level pick and then some might be too much for the Niners. But um, you never know. They may be, um, you know, in a scary way, they may trade back into the first round, pick up some more picks, and add to the depth of the roster as well. Right. Well, it, is there anybody that you see uh, that, where he could go? Any other destinations potentially for Odell? You know, it's tough. Um, you know, it was so Rams or bust at a certain point. Um, I, I don't know who's going to really want to give up the capital um, and be confident enough to take on the, the baggage. I mean, I know Baltimore Ravens had kind of been in the market for a wide receiver. I just don't know if that organization is going to you know, make a splash with the wild trade to go up and, and really give up what it's necessary. I think the Giants lost a lot of leverage with the Rams making this deal today. So everyone's going, well, the, the team that we all thought was the number one suitor is out. So now you need to come back down to our level. So unless the Giants take this down a notch, I actually think this thing may cool off by draft time. Um, and, you know, they may get a deal done. And, you know, he's mentioned before he, he wants to, you know, stay in New York if that's, if that's an opportunity, but he wants to be paid uh, to stay there. So they're going to have to come to grips on a contract there, but we'll see how it all shakes out. That was the one thing that I found shocking as well for the Rams. Um, maybe they were just so excited about what they got in this trade. They wanted to pull the trigger. They didn't want New England to, um, you know, shop them anywhere else, but I thought they'd wait a little bit closer to draft day. I mean, we're still about three and a half weeks out to the draft. I thought maybe if they pushed that, 
you start you know pushing people's buttons but uh, Les Snead and McVeigh must have saw value. Uh, they had been working this for months. You know, that's another thing I think people need to realize is that their initial goal was to get Brandon Cooks. It never really was Odell Beckham. I think we use that as leverage to get a better deal with, with Cooks. But, um, you know, they went out and actually specifically have been looking at Cooks for years now. Even as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, when he was with the Saints and he went up to England, we kind of kicked those tires and tried to get a deal done. So, a lot of that news coming out now, but I think the Rams are happy where it's at. And that's what's exciting to me because at first when you saw the trade, I thought it was like a reactionary, like, fine, we'll take this deal. You know, I saw someone give a good analogy of it's like you're going around trying to date a girl forever and she keeps telling you no. And then you just look to her friend and you're like, well, I guess you'll do. You want to date? And, <laughs> and that's kind of what they, they looked at the trade as like, you know, we just kind of gave up on Odell and went for the, the next prettiest girl in the room, but I don't think that's the case. I think we were actually asking Brandon Cooks to dance for a while now, and, and finally New England said we could. Yeah, well, do you think it's a bigger deal that we gave up our number one pick or a bigger deal that we gave up that we're getting Cooks? Uh, I'll go back to I think the draft is just so overhyped in this in this day and age. You know, I mean, I, I love getting a guy where I know his production level. I know I can look down and say – you know, as I've said two or three times in this podcast, in the last three years, he's gotten 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. I like being able to count on that and know that he knows the NFL. He knows the pressures. He knows how to, you know, get in, in line with the surroundings. He, you know, he knows how to, you know, be a professional, those type of things, um, instead of kind of having that 23rd pick and, you know, picking one of three defensive linebackers or DN guys that, you know, you're kind of going, well, this guy has this measurables and this character and now you're trying to choose out of a guy that you've just seen in college for a few years or you're trying to find value in a guy I mean I think it was Landry who you know had a great year two years ago then a little bit downer and you're trying to now predict is he going to bounce back and he's now is he full healthy and you know with Cooks you just know what you're getting and you fill that void on the offense you've already added three pro bowlers on defense it's not like we're ignoring the defense here with this trade. <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of people yeah. are like that first rounder need to go towards the defense we've picked up three all pros on defense um so we're not yep. you know ignoring that in any fact it's just kind of the value is there we need to replace the number one we didn't have a true number one this guy's the guy his price tag looks like it's going to match up uh, long term and let's get a deal done from him. I think a lot of people are going to be a lot more happy with it. Yeah and with all that experience you mentioned he's still only 24 years old so uh, he's still young and you know he's got, got a lot of potential ahead of him as well. Yeah and if you guys haven't checked out I just uh, retweeted on at LA underscore rambling bear a really cool uh, video piece I saw someone put up they kind of did a feature on him not too long ago uh, so I retweeted that. Get get to know our new uh, LA Ram. Go check it out. He's got he's got a great personality. He comes from you know um, with a strong background and, and a work ethic. So it was really cool to kind of show some, see some stuff from him in high school and just hear some quotes from him and just kind of get to know him as a person. He's he seems like a great dude. Refreshing feed. Refreshing feed. <laughs> Waiting for the tweet. There you go. There you go. Check it out. Peep it out. And while you're on Twitter, hit me up at. Locked on Rams and uh, my man on the other side of the mic at jkroger3 and at Rams Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns, send them over to us. Let's chat. This has been probably the most for the Rams in general. It's just been so fun for me and you to be able to talk Rams news. I mean, last offseason, think about it. We were just like, we didn't know what to talk about besides McVay for, you know, so long. And we had some, some great additions, but not 
not this, these type of splashes that the Rams are doing. They're really, really going for it. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. What are realistic uh, expectations? What's too far? And, and where can we set a line that no matter what, if they don't achieve this, we're disappointed? And we can talk about that in upcoming episodes. Nice. Well, Bear, thanks for coming on, or thanks for having me on. I don't know what to say to you. But hey, uh, let's the good do old this crossover. again. The good old crossover. Um, who's on offense? Who's on defense? Anyway, it was a great chat. It was a must-needed emergency podcast because of the big news today. And, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll hit him with the until next time, Rams Nation. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football only on the Locked On Network.